Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of the awakening world. And we know that you're awakening today on this glorious opportunity to align. My name is Ray. And this is Heather. Woo woo. Woohoo! And we are sitting on our metaphysical porch as we do every week, tripping the light fantastic and also going deeper all about the law of attraction. And today's show is law of attraction for smarties, not for dummies. <laughs> For Smarties. Don't you remember Smarties like the candle, the candy Smarties? I love those. So I My like, kids love them. We have them all over the house. <laughs> but I was I was hate when people go like, well, this and this for dummy. I'm like, you're not a dummy. You're a Smartie. That's your problem. <laughs> you're too smart for this stuff. <laughs> you're thinking too hard. You're making it more complicated. Um, Law of Attraction for Smarties is really about drilling the simplicity of the law, the elegance of the law out. This really is not that complicated. And yes, we can dedicate a hundred shows to it because we love to talk about it. But the core essence, the real principle, the truth is really not that complex once you start to understand the elements, understand how these laws are interacting with each other and how they apply to you personally. That's really what this show is about. And Heather and I have a passion for really helping people understand these laws in a personal way. So it's not theory. It's not metaphysical mumbo jumbo. It really is, okay, great. These laws exist. I'm somehow participating in reality. So what? Now what? What do I do with that? How is that going to make my life more joyful? How is that going to make my life more abundant? How am I going to start to bring in the vision that I have living within inside of me to manifest it? For, for what? For the fun of it, for the, for the joy of it. I mean, really, what I love about the Abraham's work, and those of you who are listening to the show for the first time, we, we study uh, leading edge teachers that are alive today um, and are what we call being channels. And Heather herself is a channel where we're really tapping into what is it that Source wants to tell us today? What information is on the leading edge and how is it um, applicable to our modern lives? And our favorite kind of house channel, if you will, is Abraham, the Abraham Hicksers. Um, for anyone who hasn't jumped over there. And we find that their teaching um, helps us in clearing the decks and understanding this information in a very simple way, but but also very applicable. And what I what Abraham keeps saying over and over and over again is that it's already done. Like everything you want is in this vibrational escrow. They have quote unquote this is the sort of term. So 
stop trying to think like you're trying to make something happen. You just want to get to the point of receiving what's already been done. Asking it is given. You know, Heather, I mean, that was my favorite book. I don't know. Do you have you have you ever do you ever pick up that one, the original? Oh, Asking yeah. It is given? I probably had 10 copies of it because I kept giving it away to clients <laughs> and loving the exercises in the back and, and just realizing for me, what I like is that whole essence of the subtleties of, you know, it's really simple, but yet there's these subtle differences where it makes a whole big difference for me. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I'll look at it a certain way and then all of a sudden I'll shift the way I look at it just a little bit and I'm like, oh, now it all makes sense. <laughs> I think you hit it. I mean, it, I think that's what's tricky about it is it is so simple and elegant and it is very, very subtle. Um, this is this is really a very gentle pivoting kind of uh, philosophy. It's not a gangbuster kind of, you know, big quantum leapy kind of thing. It, it really is this very um, quiet act relationship with source and being guided by your emotions and your feelings and your thoughts in a way that you really are, you know, taking back control of your ship. Um, yeah. And but I but I think that it sounds easy, but it's really profound to to be aware when your ship has been hijacked, <laughs> when your when your thoughts and your feelings and maybe your reactions have suddenly been hijacked by some momentum, some past energy, you know, bubble that has taken you hostage. And I think that's yeah. the the subtleness of it is you suddenly realize, oh wow, I've been hijacked by this momentum and this thought form that's not serving me. And yet if I push against it and I rail against it, I just create more of it. So the subtlety how we let go, how we drop yeah. drop things, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and I have to say that this work has probably been the most dramatic in my life. I mean, just knowing that we create everything, I I came into a family at I birthed into a family. I chose a family that to come into that had extreme contrast and I hit the ground running and my whole life I had fear of accessing my feelings. So I turned my feelings off and then now finding out, you know, 10 years ago that the feelings are, it, it's everything. My whole life has changed and I love the essence of feeling and I love the expression of feeling. And I love when I channel, I cry. And when I feel sore, within me I cry and it feels so wonderful to feel <laughs> just yeah. to feel whatever it is it feels amazing and I just love to share with people to to be cool to feel their feelings and to to let them use the the emotional guidance system to choose how they want their life to go and those feelings are just so important and I just had turned them off for so long and I'm so glad that I found this work and I yeah I agree I agree so much because I think you know sometimes uh, there's a misunderstanding when when we talk about emotions creating really what I think Abraham gifted me is the ability to understand that emotions are really information they're a barometer that's telling you how close are you to the perspective of your source, that which you truly are, the 99.999% of your truth, the wholeness, the essence, the spirit, that whole relationship that can sometimes be neglected. But the, the idea of the emotional guidance system showing you if you're in fear, 
your thinking thoughts just quite simply that are opposed or opposite to that which your source, your guidance, your higher knowing, you know, all the power is thinking or feeling or knowing. And, and I just think that's like, oh, okay, well, why am I off here in the weeds when, <laughs> when all my power is you know, in this other place. And the wonderful emotion of fear is simply informing me track. And so I, I really, um, I think this work also has allowed me to welcome in what we call contrast or problems or issues, welcome them in with this gentle heart rather than kind of running from them or pretending that they don't uh -huh. exist or ignoring them. Instead, it's like, oh, come in, tell me more. Tell me more, where, where is this happening? Because when I know where I'm at, now I can work myself up that scale. And for those of you who are not familiar with the, the emotional guidance system, it is such a jewel to understand this, especially if you're, you know, a metaphysician and you're interested in metaphysics. The idea that, you know, when we're in fear or worry or doubt or some of those lower vibing emotions, it's I think we want to take away this idea that it's bad. It's not bad. It's just lower, uh -huh. lower vibing, right? There's just, there's it's not an you know. indicator. It's just an indicator. And I love that what they say, the gas gauge, they used to talk about the gas gauge a lot. It's just an indicator of where you are. Exactly. It's like, you're not running on full speed. You know, sometimes people go, oh, I can't have a negative emotion. Oh, no, 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 you can. But you need to be able to see and understand that that emotion is informing you that the thoughts you're thinking, the momentum that you've got going is not in alignment with who you really are, because who you really are is high vibing, positive source energy, that which creates worlds, that which is involved in this whole big blue marble thing. You know, so uh -huh. it's like, I want to play on that team. I don't want to be off on, you know, the farm team over here, <laughs> just swinging away at everything, <laughs> trying to figure out why it's not working. So I think, you know, embracing our emotions and embracing the contrast. I just, I have fallen back in love too with the communion of light, which is another channel that we've spoken about on the show and that Heather and I are big fans of Frank Butterfield and the work that he does, communionoflight.com. And I've, I've just been indulging in some of his recent work about contrast. And he keeps saying, you know, that contrast is always serving us because when you ask for what you want and you're not there, what you don't want is going to come up for a healing. <laughs> you know, It's like trusting that what's coming up is going to show you where the work is. So we want to uh, welcome in contrast, have it, you know, have it sit down and have a cup of tea. Now you don't want to pitch a tent there. That's hmm. the issue. But have a cup of tea with the contrast and say, what have you, what have you brought me? What are you here to inform me to release the judgment and just kind of be, you know, more of these gentle vibrational detectives that say, hmm, how can we walk the fear that we're feeling or the doubt um, up the emotional scale, but everything is always serving me. I, I keep saying that and, and, and I love it. It's like contrast is always serving you. So whatever happened yesterday, it's serving you, but you got to slow down enough, take a breath and get information from what it's trying to say, you know, and, and be brave enough to know that everything is always working out for you. There's nothing to be fearful of. Right. You know? There isn't. And when you, you listen, to it, you can listen from an open-mindedness and discern what serves you and what doesn't. But just listening and allowing that um, energy of contrast to come through to express, you're not resisting it, so you can move through it 
quicker if you don't want to pitch the tent. Yes. Yes. You have your cup of coffee, coffee or your cup of tea and you finish it and then you move on and you go your separate ways and you say, thank you. You know, thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thanks for the info. I'm good. I see where I've got a pocket of scarcity, which my friend Janice Campbell always talks about. You know, I've got, I see where I've got a pocket. A lot of times when we have those negative emotions, when we've got fear, doubt, worry, we've basically tripped into a pocket of scarcity that says you can't have what you want or there's not enough to go around or you've done something wrong or it's like... And and when we know that information is really curative in that way, if we gently work with ourselves and say, you know, how can I feel better about this? Or how, what is a position that I can take that is going to, um, to assist this? And we've been talking a lot about the 17 seconds, which I think, wow, talk about an incredible um, tool. Uh, what the Abrahams have told us is that, you know, when you focus on something as little as 17 seconds, you've actually begun to shift the physical universe, you've begin to move. So, you know, we love the practice of, of trying to find a way to feel better about something for just at least 17 seconds, you know, <laughs> just try to move your direction in this way. Um, and I think that that's such an important, but again, this idea of releasing resistance is everything. You know, not resisting what's happening, not pushing against this idea that anything we push against actually keeps it active is such a profound one, isn't it? Isn't that an, an amazing awakening? <laughs> it's like that which I resist persists. We say that in unity yes. too, you know. And it's true. I mean, we can feel it. You can feel it in your gut. And um, that's why I was saying when you just sit down and listen, um, you allow the expression and then you don't resist it and it just it moves you move through it quicker yes I think a lot of us um can relate to maybe the the 3 a.m wake up call where you'll wake up in the middle of the night maybe something's been bothering before and you're you know in your bed it's dark not a lot going on and I think a lot of times the the momentum a lot of the the low vibing momentum kind of comes up for a healing in those hours and they can be scary sometimes because maybe you've got momentum about not being able to have something or not being able to fulfill a commitment or pay a bill or whatever it is, right? Or deal with a quote unquote diagnosis or, but I've actually, you know, I used to really dread those early morning wake ups with that. Oh crap, here we go. You know, and I don't have my sort of tools with me, but I'm learning in this work to just relax, release and welcome it in. What what wants to um, be worked up the vibrational scale? What wants to be loved in alignment? And it's sort of this duality a little bit because there's me that is connected to source that is all that is that is the infinite intelligence. And then there's this wonderful personality, this wonderful expression on this planet that is kind of having another dialogue. So that two headed monster, <laughs> as Abraham sometimes says, but I, I found you do you ever had those, those late night wake ups. I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was just thinking about that, though. What's interesting, because Abraham says when you go to sleep, you're going to pure positive energy. So it's interesting that you can wake up at three o'clock in the morning or two or four or whatever time it is and be in almost devastating, paralyzed fear. Know. You know, it's like, well, that's weird. I just woke up. So I was in pure positive energy. How did it come so quickly? I, I That's still baffling to me but there is something about the middle of the night that it's 
you're not in your right state of mind, it probably maybe it has to do with the dream stages because there's three stages of dreaming, and you're you're venting out and you're doing wishful, um, wishful thinking, and maybe if you catch in between these stages or something, it's like you're caught off guard um, in this release process. So um, it, yeah. it yeah, it I just tell my clients just to tell yourself. Um, and because it happens with hypnosis, sometimes with all the shifts going on, sometimes people wake up in the middle of the night thinking about something. And I say, just tell yourself, oh, this is part of the process. Go back to sleep now. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I can or keep a notepad by your bed and write down any any things that come up and then say, OK, I can go back to sleep now. And you almost just tell yourself, I can I can think about this tomorrow. But right now I need to go back to sleep because tomorrow when we wake up, we're not thinking about that or <laughs> not. It's kind of come up. But this this gentleness and this understanding that all is truly well and that this and that this contrast is not here to scare you. It is here to, you know, for you to practice your alignment and for you to work what you know to be true. And and it's it's really powerful to be our own inner counselor in that moment. Well, we've come to the end of our first segment this hour. When we come back, we're going to listen to a little bit of, of an Abraham workshop that recently uh, happened and kind of get more into this elegant simplicity of all that you need to know to have the life that you want. We'll be back after the break. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. Let it When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program, 
that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Heather and Ray on Everyday Attraction, this wonderful vibrational day as we're sitting on our metaphysical porch, as we say, and uh, just talking more uh, about how can we use these laws of attraction in a way that is personal, in a way that is vibrant and relative and also easy, easy. Uh, I I think we work way too hard (laughs) trying to make this work and and really understanding the principles so that when um, contrast happens, we can welcome it in and have it sit down and tell us what has it come to bring us? Because when we know, when our emotions go into that lower vibing place, it's just a little bit of realignment that needs to happen. Nothing has gone terribly wrong. And uh, we'll hear a little bit from Abraham this morning as we tap into just a little appetizer, just a little tidbit of what they offer in such a big way in any of the workshop or events that they do. So we highly recommend that you go to their website at abraham-hicks.com and simply buy anything and everything that they <laughs> they record. We're, Heather and I are, you know, self-professed gluttons. Of this, of this content. And you really can't go wrong. Anything that you purchase is going to have exactly what you need. But we're just going to entertain a little bit and come back and uh, go a little deeper. Here we go. So here you are amidst contrast. But contrast is for clarification, not to beat you up. 
And the reason that sometimes it feels to you like the contrast of your life is beating you up is because you have not learned to manage your own vibrational relationship with that broader part of you. Some of you would say, well, if source is so smart and source is, <laughs> then why isn't source managing the contrast between us better? And we say, because you have the free will to sift and sort and choose and offer vibrational frequencies. You are a transmitting and receiving mechanism first and foremost. So when you think a thought, you have the right to think that thought law of attraction, things like that thought to that thought within 17 seconds of you focusing on something, another thought like it joins it. And that's momentum. You hold it for another 17 seconds in that thought vicinity and another thought joins it more momentum by the time you cross the 68 second mark there is enough momentum in your thought to establish your point of attraction and that really is what we want to talk about all day every day with you we want to talk about your point of attraction and what your point of attraction means is you and what you're emanating and therefore what law of attraction is bringing back to you that's all that it means your point of attraction means everything because your point of attraction is you letting in or you allowing into your experience things that are a vibrational match to your habit of vibrational offering most people have no awareness of their own vibrational offering a belief is just a thought that you keep thinking a belief is a vibrational offering so if when you were born your parents were feeling money shortage and they spoke it to you on a pretty regular basis before long you began to believe their belief now the reason that you began to believe their belief is because they demonstrated their belief all day every day because they believed in not enough money they did not have enough money so you weren't making it up you weren't just picking some unwanted thing out of the air and they believed it they demonstrated it you observed it then you began demonstrating it so you created the reality of the belief but it didn't start out as a reality for you it started out as someone else's reality which you then observed in the early days of Esther interacting with us Esther and Jerry they would say to us but mostly Esther Abraham I know you don't think that I should be thinking about this or talking about this or watching this on television but it is true and since it is true doesn't it deserve some of my attention and we said you have the free will to give your attention to anything that you desire and there is nothing that is off limits there is nothing that will go wrong but it is of advantage to understand that whatever you are giving your attention to you will eventually make your reality you will make it your truth wow that's some core stuff there baby isn't mm. that isn't that some just you know again you know it's one of those those desert island tracks <laughs> If you only had this one, it, you pretty much have everything you need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when I was hear hearing it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> this, is, this is all you need. So this idea, you know, stepping back and really looking at the idea of, you know, a broader knowing. That, I think that's a, a really core, important concept to understand. That there is this broader part of you, this whole self, this true self, the big T in truth, the as you will you know and and that's 
really the self we want to catch up with, you know. So when contrast happens, basically all we're seeing is a vibration or a momentum that doesn't agree with that broader self, right? So when something happens that we don't want or is feeling bad or is feeling off the mark, um, it just simply means, oh, some, I've been focused on something. I've got some momentum going around something that isn't in alignment with my broader knowing, my true self. So that's why this whole managing the contrast is really interesting. Like, are we managing the contrast instead of freaking out and reacting to the contrast, you know? I would say we're taught to freak out and react to the contrast. I mean, reacting is so easy <laughs> and we've been doing it. So I think it takes a, it takes a choice. Like they said, you, you can choose what you're going to think. It takes a choice to not react and to allow and to really listen to the contrast. And there is where that delicious free will comes in. You know, mm-hmm. because they say, well, why isn't Source doing a better job of managing my contrast? Because this sucks, <laughs> right? But then we have that ability to sift and sort. I mean, part of the agreement coming in from what we're understanding from these teachers is we agreed to come in and choose and pick and sort and, you know, have the right to choose what we want and have the right to focus where we want. I mean, that's part of being a physical being out on this leading edge of co-creation, this sort of Star trek that we're on, you know, and so I, I think really there's a moment of just deciding to take back your power and say, I am choosing to think this and now I'm going to choose otherwise. I mean, there really isn't anything more important than that, that that faculty of discernment that says this thought, this is is not serving me, this feeling that I'm overwhelmed by, not serving me, and now I'm going to find a way to shift it. But often, you know, the laws of physics would have it. If you're deep down in, let's say, depression, having a happy, happy, you know, all is well thought is very difficult to find because the momentum and the law of attraction has given you just basically more of what you've been at. So there's this gentility that we want to talk about, you know, this sort of gentle walking ourselves that vibrational uh, scale. And, you know, I think that really is, is really a, a, a fascinating part of this process. You know, how can I walk myself back from where I am? And the, the metrics are kind of interesting. The 17, 68 seconds. I heard it in a different way this time in this last segment that we we're just listening mm-hmm. to. Like the 17 second momentum, like, recalibrating, refocusing on something for as little as 17 seconds begins to shift the momentum. So if you choose a thought that feels even just a little bit better or choose a perspective that feels a little bit broader than the one you've been practicing that got y'all full up in depression and fear or whatever it is, you're beginning to kind of move the terrain around. But eight seconds is the other mathematical turning point, according to these teachers, is that now you've actually shifted your point of attraction. So when someone says to you, Heather, what is my point of attraction? How do you explain it in a way that feels tangible? Um, I just explain it in a way that I use the emotional guidance system. And I say the way that you've been feeling indicates your thoughts and your thoughts are indicating your vibration and your vibration is your point of attraction. So it is this kind of weaving of of these points of focus. 
Um, but what's interesting is the concept of the momentum that happens at 68 seconds where the universe starts to take our focus very seriously. So much so that it begins to reflect back to us that which we have settled in on. That's how powerful our focus is. And I think that we do underestimate the power of our focus. Ah, we'll throw our focus here. We'll throw our focus there. Oh, there's a horrible story. Let me just think about that for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? I, I, I really feel like it's not like you have to go around with muffler muffs on your ears so you don't hear anything bad. But, you, you know, and that's I guess, like that's part of the process. When you first come to law of attraction, you're like, oh, oh, don't don't say anything negative. I don't want to go there. <laughs> you know, but when you get your muscle going and you, you know, you sort of understand how to direct your thoughts, you can be around that stuff, uh, but you don't choose it. You don't go after it. You don't like, oh, tell me more of that horrible thing that happened or tell me more. So disconnected, <laughs> you know, you're a little bit more careful in where you're putting your focus. Don't you find that? Well, and if and if you're hearing it, that means you're attracting it. So, yeah, you know, good information. Right? Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. There's one thing that that Esther was talking about in a couple of, of workshops that I've been listening to. And we were talking about it. I think on the last show, we we're talking about being this vibrational snob. And, mm-hmm. and what I you know mean by that is just, you know, you're not willing to go dumpster diving in the way that you might have in the past when you didn't understand the subtle laws of attraction. 68 seconds is not a lot of time, people, you know. So if you want to go dumpster diving, you know, you, you got a little over a minute before you start shifting your point of attraction. Um, so this sort of understanding at some point in this practice where you go, you know what, I'm just not going to go there or I'm not going to put myself in a position where I know they're going to go there or I'm, I'm going to actually, you know, subtly, elegantly excuse myself from this conversation because it's just not worth it. You know, that's what we mean by sort of this vibrational snobbery where you're just not willing to put yourself into a big pit that you then have to crawl out of. It was reminding me of this relationship that I had with my mom and she used to, she had this thing where she wanted everyone to agree with her. So she would say something like, can you believe so-and-so did this and this and this and, you know, something kind of disrespectful and I I would kind of just stay out of it. And so a lot of times she'd get mad at me for not agreeing with her and then I decided, you know, like I kind of got the whole game that was happening. It was like, she needs me to agree with her. So she feels better about herself. I'm not going to agree with her because that doesn't feel good to me. But what I can do is I can say to her, I see where you can feel that way, or I see where you are coming from. And that's okay for me. And it makes her feel good. And so I feel like everything's about negotiation in a way, like, you know, taking care of you. And I wanted to please her, but I wasn't willing to please her in a way that compromises me. And so I think that's what it's all about is this relationship between us and others and us and source and where we are willing to go and where we're not willing to go. You know, I like that because you didn't have this whole conversation. You're not allowed to do that to me anymore because that never works. Right. That never works where we push against something and say, hey, listen, you can't talk to me like that. I mean, it's it's almost like creating more of it because you're pushing against it. But you found you found a way to sort of allow her to be where she is, which means you weren't resisting it, but you were also not going down that path and having to then, you know, go clean up your vibration once you left the situation or the conversation. So that was, that was really well done. Well, well negotiated, Miss Heather. 
<laughs> but I think we can find that in, in all of our relationships, whether it be at work or, I mean, obviously we get into circumstances with people and places that sometimes it feels like we're not choosing, but there is an opportunity in the moment to choose how we're going to feel, how we're going to position ourselves so that we don't start messing with our point of attraction. We're going to take another yeah. break. When we come back, we'll get a little bit more into this workshop and talk more about this simple elegance that is all here for us every day. We'll be right back. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus took time for prayer, contemplation, and conversation with God. This example of Jesus struggling to accept the path before him has inspired humanity through the ages. Just as Jesus prepared himself for his final ordeal and ultimate triumph, I prepare myself for challenges with prayer. I affirm the aspects of my personal and spiritual nature that I want to express more fully. At the same time, I am fearless in examining the ways I do not yet apply those qualities in daily life. By staying prayed up, I make wise choices in all that I think, say, and do. Every challenge becomes an opportunity for new growth and transformation. And every blessing becomes a lesson in the power of prayer. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. You're here with Heather and Ray on Everyday Attraction. And uh, I'm so glad that you're spending the hour with us as we just really take some of these laws of attraction and make them very usable on a daily basis. And speaking of daily basis, uh, if you'd like some support, maybe there is an way to flip and maybe there is um, some tools that we can help you with. I want to direct you to Heather's site, which is ResetYourMindset.net, ResetYourMindset.net. Lots of tools and practices that Heather is really focused on specifically for this Everyday Attraction audience so that you might find the tools to help move you up that vibrational scale to begin to use these laws in a way that really makes your moments and your days so much more powerful so that your point of attraction is something that you take seriously because we take it seriously, don't we? We really, we think everyone should take their point of attraction very seriously. Um, so that's resetyourmindset.net. Check it out. Now, we also, you know, before the break was listening to a little bit of where they were talking about, you know, how you get some of this negative momentum started. We have to have such compassion for ourselves. You know, they had that experience where, you know, if you had parents that you grew up with that spoke of shortage and spoke of, you know, issues with 
survival around money and, you know, and, you know, here you came in from source energy, not knowing any of this, you know, bobbing around in, in complete negation of any scarcity whatsoever. But then here was this momentum, you know, this belief system that they demonstrated all day, every day, you observed it. And you also began to demonstrate it. I mean, of course, why wouldn't you? But the key to wake up to is that that's not the only reality out there, right? That's one chosen chosen path that has manifested and has all kinds of ways. The fact that, you know, just because something was true for your parents or your lineage or your family doesn't mean that it's the only way that you can be in the world. And that is an awakening, isn't it? It's like, I don't have to demonstrate this. But one of the kind of questions is, if you're deep into an observed and demonstrated belief system, what do you do to start to turn it around? How do you begin to detach from that little T truth toward your own big T truth of, of abundance and positive knowing and correct, you know, connection to all that is? Um, Heather, what, what happens when a client comes to you and they are really system is, is the number one thing just getting them to understand that this is a, a belief system? <laughs> yes. Um, the first thing, and I believe in the baby steps because I always hear, I always remember Abraham saying, you don't want to have to try to jump from one emotion to an, a high vibration emotion if you're down. So I just use that kind of pivoting, um, the little by little by little baby steps and um, knowing that they want to feel a little bit better, a little bit better. The only thing about that is sometimes we can't, you know, we can't see our fingernails grow. We can't see things happen subtly. So there's got to be a way for them to remember where they were and where they're going, that they are making a change. It just kind of reminds me of the frog, the boiling point of the frog. You know, if you put the frog in boiling water, it'll jump out. But if you put it in lukewarm water and you turn it up little by little by little, it doesn't know that it boils to death. Right, right. There is that normalization, I like to call it, of a belief system that you don't even realize you're swimming in it. And, you know, so I think that that kind of is an awakening point. But the fact that you know, the emotions around, let's say in that scenario, the emotions around money and always feeling bad about it and always struggling. And I mean, there is a part of you, the reason you feel bad is because that's not the truth. The truth is there's plenty. The truth is that that scarcity is a myth. You know, the truth is that you are an abundant being. So the fact that you're feeling bad about the circumstance is kind of the initial evidence that there's more to the story, right? Right, With because that's belief, the gap yeah. between where you are as a spirit and where you are in your body. Yeah, I love that. It's indicating your gap, right? I love that the emotions are telling us that. Like, hey, there's a bigger story here, and you're going to feel bad until you realize there's a bigger story. So here's your choice. Here's your pivot point. Um, but there's evidence right there in the emotions that says there's more. Otherwise, I wouldn't be feeling this disparity. There has to be something more. Otherwise, I wouldn't be feeling... Um, like there is something missing. I would be content. I would be perfectly content with the sort of the shortage and scarcity mentality. I would be just tripping the life fantastic. And that's the way it is. But the fact that we feel bad is what we want to begin to observe. And, you know, and then the question is, does the truth little t that's been handed to you deserve as we go back to that idea that everything you give your attention to, you create more and more and more of. So I love how Esther says that just because something is true, in the world doesn't necessarily mean that it needs a dissertation and a focus Uh 
because then that just creates more of it. So what is the new truth that you're beginning to build? And those, I love that baby step because it can feel like a foreign world. What? There's no scarcity? What? I can have what I want? What? You know, sources always feeding me um, what I need. And gathering evidence for that new truth can be really exciting and scary, yeah. you know. Well, and I always tell people that um, we don't need to get rid of old beliefs. We just need to put put beliefs in that we want to believe. Like when I'm working in the subconscious, it's like, let's just install some information into the subconscious mind that brings your attention there. And you focus on that because it's so much easier to focus on something you're excited about than it is to try to remove something or delete something that's not working for, for you. Because then people are like, well, how do I get rid of this? And how do I get rid of that? And it's this big, you know, like how to that is overwhelming. So I just use the more distraction technique or the changing the focus, what Abraham talks about, moving your focus off of one topic onto another in the subconscious mind by installing new positive aspects that really um, bring you to the feeling good place, you know, because you only know what it is that feels good to you. What's What feels good to one person might not to another. So you know what it is that brings you up the vibrational scale. It's just bringing that into your focus. Yeah, and I love the analogy that they've been using recently about laying new pipes. And that's really what we're talking about. Because a lot of times, you know, if you think about belief systems as pipes, like pipe systems of beliefs and information that's flowing through those pipe systems, a lot of times people go like, well, I'm going to go into that old pipe, that old belief system, and I'm going to clean it out. Well, good luck with that. I mean, it's really so much harder to clean out old pipes than it is to just lay new ones. And what's interesting is what happens is that when you lay new pipes and you begin to build this new truth, this new identity with what it is that you're wanting, when you neglect something like those old pipes, they simply go away. They simply disintegrate. I mean, the earth, the earth just takes it in and pulverizes it into dust. So it's like you don't have to do anything with those old pipes. And I love that, Heather, that I think it's so important to understand that that, you know, we could spend years and years and years trying to clean out old pipes. And it's just, it's a, it's not the most elegant way or the most leveraged way to deal with energy. It's like, well, where, where is the new focus? Where is the new focus? We're going to go back to the workshop for just a moment. And here's some more of this delicious alignment as it resonates with us. So it isn't that there are things that are believable that you then believe only. While that is true, there are things that are happening that as you focus upon them become your beliefs. It is that you and your beliefs are what are creating your reality. And so we just want to say that a belief is just a really practiced thought. So many times you will say, well, it's not my fault that I practiced that belief because I was just a little kid. And we say, not yesterday. <laughs> And what you focus upon, whether you are a little kid or whether you are standing in your fully adult physical experience, what you focus upon causes you to emanate a vibration that law of attraction then matches. It really is just as simple as that. So we think you understand that. In fact, we can feel that you even accept that. You accept that you create your own reality, don't you? Seth coined those words through Jane. You create your own reality. Jerry said, that's nice. You create your own reality. Well, you create it through your thoughts and you have control of your thoughts. So as you are standing in your now, whether you are thinking about the past, memory, 
or whether you are exploring the present through observation or whether you are imagining into the future you're doing it right now and right now while you're doing it you're offering a signal that law of attraction is responding to so it doesn't matter if it's the past or the present or the future that you're contemplating your contemplation and the vibrational content of that contemplation matters in fact it's everything it's your point of attraction we've been telling you you've been listening to us for a while haven't you we can tell because you're right along with us so we're going to make this introduction brief before we turn it over to the madness of your world <laughs> so as you're exploring the variety that surrounds you and you're launching these rockets there is this expansion that is taking place within you and the question that we want to ask all day every day is are you keeping up with your own expansion and the answer is yes if you feel wonderful not so much if you are not feeling wonderful you can tell by the way you feel the way you feel is an indicator of one thing and one thing only it's an indicator of you keeping up with your own expansion it's an indicator of whether you are in this moment perceiving whatever it is that you are giving your attention to in the same way that the source within you is perceiving it and you find someone who is really irritating and you feel the irritation of that demanding person that feeling of irritation that you feel is your offness it's your disconnection is too strong of word but it's your pinching yourself off from the vibrational signal of your source who does not feel that way about that person so that's when Esther would say well then I need to give you more information about that person <laughs> because I'm certain if you had more information about that person that you would feel about that person the way I feel about that person and we say that's really a big tripping point for all of you isn't it do you realize how much time you spend every day trying to get someone else to see it to validate the clarity that you know that you've come to by getting someone else's agreement Esther used to say to Jerry that she still does hey I'm gonna talk to you about this Can, let's talk about this I want to know what you think and Jerry would get that silly grin on his face and he would say I don't think you want to know what I think I think you want me to agree with you and Esther never admitted it but it was true every time <laughs> I love that I love that so the takeaway from that little delicious segment was really this concept of are we keeping up with our expansion and that and that really is something that never ends I mean we're going to constantly as we're expand 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 so really there's that whole idea again of welcoming in the contrast because it's telling you what your new point of expansion is and how you might not be keeping up with it um. <laughs> you know it's good to know it's good to know where that fact that my point of expansion because and then the key is how you feel right if you feel good you're keeping up with your expansion if you're not feeling good it's good to know you haven't simply kept up with your expansion and then you get to decide in what delicious way do I want to turn this around and keep up with it I, I mean don't you love the information of those low vibing emotions it's like wow I've expanded to a new place because I'm feeling so bad <laughs> <laughs> I know. And one of the things that I tell myself all the time is if I can enjoy 
the contrast as much as I enjoy the going with the flow, then everything is joy, right? Oh, because I love that. Say that again. <clears throat> if I could enjoy the contrast as much as I enjoy going in the flow, then everything is joy. Yes. And that's what we came here for. We came here for the joy of it, for the fun of it. And and that just is mind boggling to me still, even though I've heard this for the last 13 years, I'm like, that's what we're here for? Really? Yeah. For the joy of it? Oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the question. That is really the question that I want to pose as we wrap up this hour. Can you enjoy your contrast? Can you enjoy your expansion as it actually presents itself in seeming contrast? Because it is nothing other than delicious information from the broader you sending back a signal saying, hey, you've gone to a different place. Come play with us. Come find the way to see this from a place of pure joy, pure knowing and fun. And I think that that is really something. I mean, in that moment when the proverbial hits the fan, you can say as you're wiping your face, this is exciting. <laughs> as you're wiping it from your face, it doesn't have to smell good or look good, but it's exciting. <laughs> There is something truly happening here because even in the contrast, Source is serving you. Source is serving because we truly are in this together as we find our way to that expansion point. Heather, thank you again for spending the hour going deeper into these laws. I so appreciate your perspective. And again, Heather's website is resetyourmindset.net. Jump over there. Um, even, you know, book an appointment to have a one-on-one -on -one session. There's some opportunities there. Uh, that are so worth your while to do that. And pop over to our website, everydayattraction.com, where we have some more information and also some different places that you can hear the show. And we'll be continuing uh, to send more information to that website. And there's also a place where you can fill in your information so we can keep in contact with you and let you know what delicious things we're up to. Thank you all. Thank you, Heather. Have a wonderful Thank week. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Abraham. Thank you, Source. Yay, God. Next time <laughs> on Everyday Attraction. All is well. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio, the teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. 
Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. There is Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness.
God is formless, jet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.